and howdy neighbor how's it going <laughs> all right how's it going everybody so welcome to the latest show i wanted to talk about first off my mentor warren buffett she gets a big shout out first off everybody should always read warren buffett's uh first off read his article any articles he's written uh any shareholder newsletter he's written <laughs> i haven't read them all but as many as you can anything by Warren Buffett, I he's my mentor. He he's the reason I'm great at investing. Like he's the reason I'm able to delay my gratification. Like my ability to delay gratification was always there, but sometimes you need the encouragement to utilize certain abilities. I think everybody's got the ability to to, to delay their gratification, but they got to get used to it. It for me for me it was easy. I've never needed a thing. So any or money that I earn, I usually just threw it in investing anyway. <laughs> When I was younger, I made the foolish mistake of believing that saving money was actually a good thing. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And then I found out it's 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 a lie per, per, perpetrated. What's the word? Uh, propagated by banks. Banks definitely. Oh, banks are the most guilty. I'll tell you why. Banks are really, really guilty of convincing people that you should always be saving money. No. No, 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 and no. And the reason you shouldn't be saving money, and it, for me, it's very simple. Why don't I save money? Well, one of the reasons I don't ever save money is because it's, it's just a bad call. It's one of the worst ideas ever, and I'll tell you why. I, I keep saying it's the worst idea, but I don't say why. First off, they keep printing money, right? The more money they print, the more it devalues what you own. So what happens is the consumer and everybody else gets affected. Prices of things go up, therefore the money that you have doesn't go up with inflation. That's the whole point. It's an inflationary asset. It's not deflationary, sadly. I wish it was. That'd be great. I would save money if it was actually valuable, but since it isn't, there's no point. That's why you have to take your money and throw it into as many assets as you possibly can. So just, just a word of advice to everybody. So this is a really fun one, and I'm pretty excited to read this off to you guys. This is an article I found on uh, CNBC.com. It was published in 2019, so it's an oldie. Um, it was published by a guy named Tom Poperonis. He's a contributor to, to CNBC. And, you know, I love contributors. I love people who write really good articles and want to get their name out there. So it's an executive book club. Uh, here, it's called, once again, the title's called Here's a Full List of Every Book Warren Buffett Has Recommended This Decade in His Annual Letters. So this is kind of cool. I'm glad somebody actually went over a compilation uh, of, of the best books because I'm all about reading. And you look, if you're not much of a reader or you have a hard time reading, look, I understand people, you know, maybe you have trouble seeing uh, maybe a dyslexia. So I'm always compassionate to those who can't read. But if you do have the ability to, please listen to audiobooks of the books that Warren Buffett recommends, because there's more ways to learn than just to read on the page. Uh, you know, you can listen to it auditorially and maybe take notes when you're listening to it. And if not, and you just need need to listen to something, you need to listen to an audiobook while you're doing chores around the house and things like that, That's it's fine too. Just make sure that you're always trying to expose yourself to great um, reading material. Always a good, always a good call, no matter what. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, 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 let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, so 
All right. First, I, I realized I needed, I, I like to show the article to anybody who's watching the YouTube channel. So anybody who's listening to the podcast, obviously you can't see the article, which is why I, uh, which is why I'm always reading it while I'm doing these videos, because I convert the audio of every one of these videos that I do into the podcast. So, all right, let's start it off. So here's a full list of every book Warren Buffett has recommended this decade in his annual letters. Let's see. If you want to be smarter and more successful, it'd be in your best interest to take some advice from Warren Buffett. Read 500 pages like this every day, the Berkshire Hathaway CEO told a group of MBA students at, at Columbia Business School in 2000. That's how knowledge works. It builds up like compound interest. All you can do, all of you can do it, but I guarantee not very many of you will do it. So as we wrap up the decade, there's no better time to get your 2020 reading list in order. While Buffett has called out many titles on various occasions at talks, meetings, and annual conferences, he has also recommended a handful of several of his annual shareholder letters over the past 10 years. Here's a full list of all the books that the prolific reader has mentioned in his annual letters from this decade. Number one, Poor Charlie's Almanac, The Wit and Wisdom of Charlie T. Munger, edited by Peter D. Kaufman. This book offers a treasure trove of financial wisdom in the form of speeches and essays written by Charlie Munger, Buffett's lifetime business partner and vice president of Berkshire. If you enjoy Buffett's unique sense of humor, wit, and insights, you'll certainly get a kick out of Poor Charlie's uh, Almanac. One favorite among many of Munger fans is the, the Psychology of Human Misjudgment, an essay in which he writes about the cognitive traps that investors often fall into. Uh, just buy a copy and carry it around. It will make you look urbane <laughs> and or erudite. <laughs> Buffett joked in his 2010 shareholder letter. Uh, number two, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Uh, Buffett has praised The Intelligent Investor on several occasions. In, in my early days, I too rejoiced when the market rose, then I read Chapter 8 and Ben Graham's The Intelligent Investor, the chapter dealing with how investors should view fluctuations in stock prices, he wrote in his 2011 letter. Immediately, the scales, the scales fell from my eyes, and low prices became my friend. Picking up that book was one of the luckiest moments of my life. The billionaire investor mentioned it again in 2013. Of all the investments I ever made, buying Ben's book was the best. Except for my purchase of, um, except for my purchases of two marriage licenses. In contrast, Ben's ideas were explained logically, in and elegant, easy to understand, e easy to understand prose, without Greek letters or complicated formulas. Number three, MyTech. A Global Success Story, 1981 to 2011. You might not... Oh, hold on. Oh. Gotta pop my neck, hold on. There we go. You might, ha you might not have much luck finding this one on Amazon, but it can be purchased online from the bookworm. An Omaha-based independent bookstore and Buffett's go-to for must-reads. MyTech Industries, a supplier of engineered products for construction, is known as one of Berkshire's most... Berkshire's uh, very successful subsidiaries. The book tells the story of how MyTech 
uh, which started out as a small Midwestern firm in 1955, went from being on the verge of financial collapse to becoming a dominant superior in its industry. You'll learn how my interest in the company was originally uh, P-I-Q-U-E, I don't know how to say that, Q-D, anyway, by, by my receiving in the mail a hunk of ugly metal uh, whose purpose I couldn't fathom. Since we bought MyTech in 2001, it has made 33 tuck-in acquisitions almost all successful. Buffett wrote in 2011. Number four, a few lessons for investors and managers from Warren Buffett. Edited by Peter Bavillion. This is a short, roughly 81 pages, and easy and easy must read for managers and investors looking to soak up timeless wisdom from the Oracle of Omaha. In his own words, Buffett explains how to think about important topics such as business valuation, traits of good and bad businesses, acquisitions, and other traps, how to reduce risk, corporate governance, and importance of trust. It essentially sums up what Charlie and I have been saying over the years in annual reports and at annual meetings, he wrote, 2011. Number five, Tap Dancing to Work, Warren Buffett on Practically Everything by Carl J. Loomis. In, in his 2012 letter, Buffett gave a shout out to Carl Loomis, a former editor-at-large at Fortune Magazine and author of Tap Dancing to Work. She has been invaluable to me, in editing this letter since 1977, he wrote. Loomis offers readers insights into Buffett's investment strategies along with his wisdom on management, philanthropy, public policy, and even parenting. In case you're curious, the billionaire plans to leave his kids enough money so, th so they would feel they could do anything, but not so much that they could do nothing. Also included in one of the chapters is a 1996 essay from Microsoft co-founder co Bill Gates describing his early impressions of Buffett as they uh, struck up their close friendship. Number six, The Outsiders, Eight Unconventional CEOs and Their Radically Rational Blueprint for Success by William N. Thorndike. In The Outsiders, William N. Thorndike, a graduate of Harvard College and the Stanford uh, graduate School of Business details the extraordinary success of eight successful CEOs who took a radically different approach to corporate management. You might not recognize all their names, but you probably heard of their companies. General Cinema, Ralston uh, Purina, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, General Dynamics, and Capital Cities Broadcasting, to name a few. The Outsiders is an outstanding book about CEOs who excelled who excelled at capital alloc allocation. Buffett wrote in 2012, it has an insightful chapter on our director, Tom Murphy. Overall, the best business manager I've ever met. Let's see here. Yeah. Ooh, sorry about that. All right, let's continue. Ooh. Number seven, the, class of, the Clash of Cultures, Investment versus Speculation by John C. Bogle. This is another book from Buffett's 2012 letter. In Clash of the Cultures, John C. Bogle, founder of the Vanguard Group, um, who has been credited as the creator of the first index fund, writes about the changing future, the, sorry, the changing culture in the mutual fund industry. 
how speculation has invaded our national retirement system and the need for a federal standard of fiduciary duty. For investors, the most valuable takeaway in this list of 10 simple rules of common sense investing, according to Bokel, it may not be the best strategy ever devised. Uh, but the number of strategies that are worse is infinite. That's, that's a pretty bold statement. Just gonna, just a quick side note. Well, it's awesome though. I love it because honestly, indexing is probably the best way to go in my opinion. It diversification. I know some people ra rag on diversification, but it's smart as fuck. Oh. It's crazy. Anyway, one of my favorite lines from the book where returns are concerned. Time is your friend, but where costs are concerned, time is your enemy. Why? Because it can pretty much apply to all aspects of your life, not just investing. Number eight, investing between the lines. How to make smarter decisions by decoding, uh, by decoding CEO communications. Buffett also recommended this title in his 2012 shareholder letter, drawing from more than 10 years worth of research. L.J. Rittenhouse a trust in valuation expert outlines a system to measure organizational trustworthiness as a predictor of investment potential. So many books have been written on how to analyze a company, but so few have been written on how to analyze the person in control of a company. Accor according to one Amazon reviewer uh, who gave investing between the lines a five-star rating, this book solves that problem. Number nine, Berkshire Hathaway Letters to Shareholders, edited by Max Olson. This one of Max Olson's many compilations of Berkshire Hathaway letters going back to 1965. It includes an index that I find particularly useful specifying, uh, spe specifying page numbers for individuals, companies, and subject matter. Buffett wrote in 2013, it might be rare for you to want to read several decades worth of annual letters, but I imagine it'd be nice just to keep on your bookshelf. Number 10, 40 chances, finding hope in a hungry world <laughs> by Howard G. Buffett and Howard W. Buffett. <clears throat> Sorry. In 2006, one, one moment. In 2006, when Buffett announced he would begin to give away a bulk of his fortune to philanthropy, he challenged his son Howard G. Buffett to do something great in the world. So Howard decided to give himself 40 years to put more than three billion dollars to work on his challenge. On this challenge, this book, which Buffett said readers will enjoy, captures that journey. Some standout principles from 40 Chances. Roots. Every goal without a plan is just a wish. Start planning your goals at the root level. Bravery. Growth comes from taking calculated smart risks, always with your plan in mind. Lessons. Many of the things worth doing in life are accomplished because we make mistakes. They're accomplished because we learn from those mistakes and take those lessons with us into the next chance. Number 11, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing, The Only Way to Guarantee Your Fair Share of Stock Market Returns by John C. Bogle. This second book from Bogle that Buffett recommends is perhaps the most important one 
uh, one, one, this list uh, for entry level investors, there are, there are a few investment managers, of course, who are very good, though in the short run, it's difficult to determine whether a great record is due to luck or talent, Buffett wrote in 2014. He continued, rather than listening to their siren songs, investors, large and small, should instead read the little book of common sense investing. It's not bad. Where are the customers? Yachts. Or A Good Hard Look at Wall Street by Fred Schweed. Buffett recommended this wonderful book in, 2000, in, in his 2014 letter, but it wasn't the first time he gave it significant praise. This is the funniest book ever written about investing. He he proclaimed back in 2006 it lightly delivers many true important messages on the subject in where in where are the customer where are the customer yachts um fred schweed uh exposes the hypocrisy of wall street through the story of a visitor of a visitor in new york who admires the yachts of bankers and brokers he then wonders where all where all the customers' yachts have gone. Hint, they didn't have any because, well, they couldn't afford them, despite the fact that they all forwarded, followed the advice of their bankers and brokers. Michael Lewis, best-selling author of Liar's Poker, also approves of the book. Once I picked it up, I did not put it down until I finished. Number 13, Limping on Water, by Phil Booth and Casey uh, Schulberg. In Limping on Water, Phil Booth uh, chronicles his broadcasting career at Capital City's ABC TV, which operates in several areas of the media uh, business. The book tells you a lot about its leaders, Tom Murphy and Dan Burke. Uh, these two were, best, were the best managerial duo, both in what they accomplished and how, and how they did it that Charlie and I ever witnessed. Buffett wrote in 2015, much of what you, what you become in life depends on whom you choose to admire and copy. <laughs> Number 14, Warren Buffett's Ground Rules, Words of Wisdom from the Partnership Letters of the World's Greatest Investor by Jeremy C. Miller. Pulling from letters Buffett wrote in his, to his partners between 1956 and 1970, Veteran financial advisor Jeremy Miller dissects the billionaire's ground rules for investing. Mr. Miller has done a superb job of researching and dissecting the operation of Buffett Partnerships LTD and of explaining how Berkshire's culture has evolved from its BPL origin. Buffett wrote in 2015, If you are fascinated by investment theory and practice, you will enjoy this book. Number 15, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. In his 2016 letter, Buffett called Shoe Dog the best book I read last year. Uh, author Phil Knight, the co-founder co and current chairman, Emeritus, Emeritus of Nike Incorporated, it took me a second, <laughs> of Nike Incorporated, is a very wise, intelligent, and competitive fellow who is also a gifted storyteller, he, adds, he added. Knight's memoir gives readers a glimpse into what life was like behind the scenes of a small 
intrepid startup that quickly rose to become one of the world's most recognizable brands. And let's see. And here's some information about the, art, uh, the, the, author's, the, the article's author, because I want to make sure I'm giving this author as much credit to, to, to... God, I cannot speak right now. I want to make sure I'm giving this author the fullest amount of credit because the author deserves it. This is a hell of an article. Um, Tom Apo Moronis, sorry if I butcher your name, bud, uh, is a leadership researcher, uh, commerce expert, cross industry innovation leader and VP of innovation at Massive Alliance. His work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, Incorporated, and the Washington Post. In, 2000, in 2014, Tom was named one of the 40 under 40 by uh, the Baltimore Business Journal. There we go. And this is pretty cool, I got to admit. Um, great article. Um, CNBC, yeah, outdid yourself by getting this guy as a contributor. Um, I'll have to look at more of his articles. I love the way those articles were written. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if he still contributes for CNBC because that article was written in 2019. You know, some people do eventually stop contributing for certain places depending on how they feel about the place or depending on where their careers take them. But hell, thank you, um, Tom Papa, Mar Papa Moronis. And if anybody actually knows how to say that name, kudos to you because I'm terrible. With certain names, they get a little too complex. At least if I haven't heard them. I can say it kind of in my head, but I can't fucking say it with my own fucking mouth. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to view this video. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add to this, but that was an incredible one. I don't want to make this episode too long, but I hope you guys got some... You know, a lot of those books I actually haven't read, except for... Um, I, I take that back. I did read The Intelligent Investor. Um, I listened to an audiobook of it, but a lot of those books I haven't read yet, so this is going to be fun. I didn't know Warren Buffett had certain books he had recommended in his shareholder newsletters, and I was unaware of them. So very happy about this, really excited, and um, and we'll see if I you know I need to start doing. I think I'm going to start doing more of these types of episodes where we try to find successful people out there who recommend specific books over time, and we'll see if we can get a good compilation going because I want to make sure that you and I myself included because there's all it's always a learning game for me even though I'm really great in investing I'm really good at a lot of stuff I I want to make sure I'm better like LeBron James is a great example he's the best basketball player there is right now even at the age of like 37 right but he still finds ways to get better he still finds ways to improve his game Tom Brady is the same way he finds ways to improve and get better he's the best at what he does in football but just because he's the best doesn't mean he rests on his laurels he wants to continue to grow and continue to improve at what he's doing and that's the same with me, with the investing, try to grow. Um, with the show, I try to grow. I even got a new camera, got a new microphone. I'm even trying to do different vocal techniques or the way I'm talking, a little bit different. And I'm even trying to do the show differently in the way that I strategize it, the way that I do every, every episode. I want to make it more meaningful but still funny as shit, and I still want to be perverse and creepy at the same time. But I do want to thank you guys for taking the time to view this video. Stay safe and stay healthy and have an incredible, beautiful night later or day wherever whenever you decide to watch this later guys